0: Your San Jose Sharks were victorious tonight as they took down the Carolina Hurricanes, one of the best teams in the National Hockey League. We'll break it down. We'll break down goal scoring, droughts, over, power play, over, maybe? We'll talk about all that and more right now on a victorious teal town after dark. Good evening, everyone. It is Monday night, February, February. Well, where did that come from? November 22nd, 2021. The Sharks are victorious, two to one, over the Carolina Hurricanes, and we welcome you to this edition of Teal Town After Dark. This is your live, interactive Sharks post-game. We do this after every game, so if you want to be part of the show, chat with us and fellow Sharks fans on the page or the app, and of course, follow us on the social: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, Reddit, and of course, Discord. After the show, and find everything at TealTownUSA.com. Now. This is our last night that we're doing something special for Hockey Fights Cancer. Uh, as you know, we always encourage you to, if you wanted to support the show, to Venmo us at TLTown USA. but every Venmo donation to us will go to Hockey Fights Cancer via HockeyFightsCancer.com slash Vegas. Uh, of course, there's a raffle with that, and someone could win a trip to the All-Star Game. If one of our raffle tickets wins, of course, we will pick from... The people who have donated to go to the All-Star Game in Las Vegas. But of course, we'll have some winners for some awesome Sharks prizes on Wednesday's show. So get your donations in now. And we appreciate each and every one of you who do uh, to help fight cancer. And with that, I will say good evening to you. Al Martinet alongside Eric with you. Al, how's it going tonight?
1: Very, very good. How about yourself?
0: Doing all right. Doing all right. It was a uh, dealt with a headache all day, but in the end, the canes are the ones that have a headache uh, with this one. Uh, Interesting game. A little slow at first, but, uh, you know, uh, I thought there was definitely a a feel-out process uh, in this one.
1: I mean, I thought for the first, let's say, two and a half, maybe even three periods, Karen Lenny and control the pace of the game um, but for that first period it was basically in my book basically all
0: Carolina yeah and uh, we'll get into the first period where we saw another hit by on Alexander Barabanov I think this is like the third one in like the last two weeks oh so my goodness and and Ricky in the chat already saying Barabanov is concussion proof change my mind on second thought don't hit him in the head Uh, you know, and of course Ian's mentioned he needs to keep his head above the dasher and another rough hit on Bear Bonoff, uh, this time from Nino Nino Ryder. Um, what did you think of the hit? Uh, obviously I would think he got into concussion protocol, uh, afterwards it looked like one of the trainers told him, Hey, we got to check this out.
1: I mean, I've said like multiple times that, if, you know, I automatically a hit to the head is an automatic one to three game suspension. Um, that is just my way of looking at for player safety. And even though that they took him, you know, took him back just to make sure the concussion protocol. But like, I don't think they're still doing enough in the league just in general about hits to the head. Um, you know, we've already kind of seen how, you know, irregular and just we just can't predict how player safety in the HL regarding hits to the head are um and regarding Ian's point about how he should have sized up who he was or who he was going against like I don't think that's on him like he's playing the puck he's trying to get position um you know I think both players were trying to make a move and uh, I'm glad he came back in the second period but you know this is a, well his second concussion in almost two weeks. That's just not good for his long term health.
0: And his his third dangerous hit in in almost two weeks. And that's that's a scary situation. We we're glad he's okay, of course. We're glad that he he eventually gets you know a goal in this game. But I mean, I I'm looking at his stats now: five ten and crouched down. You're almost getting to like five foot. In some point in there, and that's where it's going to kind of hurt things in the long run. And uh, you just hope that overall, like you said, his health is okay. He's okay. Obviously, he came out and scored the game winning goal. But, yes. you know, but uh, moving onward, I-, I thought the Sharks really generate some scoring chances here and there They you're just not getting the puck luck, uh, you know, so. After one period? I mean, the, the shots were fairly even, that 8-7 favor San Jose after one. You know. My bigger concern with the first
1: period was, like, just how many times they were turnover the puck in their own zone. I think there was a stretch, like, towards the end of the first period where they had, I think, Carlson, Middleton, and LeBanc on the ice at once, and Carolina was just dominating. Like, they were just taking the pucks left and right. And they were just scoring chance after scoring chance. Um, you know, this was a point where like Reimer was pretty smart about, you know, stopping the puck every single time and just letting the puck breathe. Um, but this could have easily gotten away from the sharks in the first 20 minutes.
0: Yeah. And it could have been ugly, but it was good on the sharks defensively for not giving the getting allowing Carolina to kind of post in front of their net, let let Reimer get uh, full shots uh, to come through towards his way. However, that being said, in the second period, that wasn't quite the the uh, best thing because uh, early on in the second period, about a minute 16, Tony D'Angelo gets his fourth of the year from Tara Vinen and their rookie Jarvis to make it one nothing. Uh, and it was a tough play because Ferraro had made a breakup to clear the puck out, and it goes right to him. Yeah.
1: I mean, also, like, three Sharks are screening Reimer, and, like, you know, he picks a pretty good spot, and it's a pretty good goal. Like, give give him all the credit, but, like, when you have three Sharks screening your goaltender, um, yeah, like,
0: come on. Uh, yeah, it's it's tough because it's like, and I'm trying to pull up the screenshot that I had uh, of it because it's it's tough to see, you know. And I know this isn't crop, so forgive me. But you have three sharks there. Reimer's like, uh, where, where did everything go? You know, I mean, give credit. I mean, give credit. The sharks were trying to block the shot. However, however, you know, not exactly. The uh, you know the best way to, for Reimer to see the puck and fortunately goes through. I
1: mean, when Reimer is seeing the puck, like he was stopping pucks left and right. I mean, there was a two-on-one opportunity with Sebastian Aho that he stopped um, pretty pretty well. I mean, if that goes in, it's a two-nothing game in the second period, and it changes the landscape going forward. And you know, to that point, like I think that's like the critical point right there it's 2-0 or it's still 1-0 at that point and you sharks still have a chance and um i mean, like this was not the sharks best effort like like if the sharks would have lost in overtime and still got a point that's credit to Reimer, but the sharks gaining two points out of here this is still a great game
0: yeah and goal support uh is i think is more than anything is is the big yeah. key around here because i mean he had a four, Reimer had a 44 save performance against st louis and they only got one goal hill didn't get a whole lot of help at all he got you know he took the loss in a shutout you know it's uh yeah you know so it's that uh jerry want to get yeah go ahead i'm sorry jerry thank you for your donation of course like i said all the venmo donations will go to help uh hockey fights cancer go ahead Al. sorry
1: so, yeah, 4-1 against uh, the Blues, 4-0 against Washington, 2-1 against, of course, Carolina. But, like, I mean, there were points where the last goal was against, what, um, against St. Louis? Yeah,
0: at uh, one point, that was Jonathan Dolan about midway through the second period of that game. So, the streak would end in the third period when Kevin LeBanc gets his third of the season, his first 5-on-5 point all season. Weatherby gets the assist at 354. That would end a 135 minute, 38 second goalless drought for the Sharks. Uh, you know, crazy uh, to see that. So it's, uh, but LeBanker gets the goal. I mean, that's always awesome.
1: I mean, this is a player we've been talking about how he's been demoted to the fourth line. Um, Not the best start. This season for him but um, of course we've seen where he's a very streaky player Um, he can go on record streaks where he scores five points in one period Um, like this is a very streaky player and hopefully he gets going pretty soon but like um, he's on the left wing and I think the bank has kind of proven that he needs top-line talent to get him going and I'm just kind of curious if Bob Boobner is going to give him that talent. Um, that that's just kind of my reading on it. Like, um, but Nino, I don't know if that's the line mate for the bank because that's still kind of a short tandem to do it with.
0: Yeah, but, um, I mean, yeah. he he does get promoted up. Uh, you know, with all the injuries going on, with uh, Jonathan Dolan not playing in this game with. With an upper body injury, uh, so we'll Let's see. just
1: call it a shoulder injury.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll call it a shoulderish arm. Uh, they said he wasn't able to play tonight, but he might be available ne- uh, later this week, which is crazy to think. Uh, but uh, yeah, how, how that looked live, man. I, I I don't know, but I hope he's okay and he'll be ready to go either Wednesday against Ottawa or I, I would think more so to play it, say Friday against Toronto. I, have,
1: I think they might hold him out just because Toronto is on a really good streak right now. Um, maybe they might sit him out after Toronto, who's the next game. Toronto, Chicago might be the game just to see if, I mean, um, again, that's a way, um, but that's just me speculating. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: So, uh, Dana Meyerson, thank you very much for your de- Venmo donation. I appreciate it very much. So I know you've been uh, uh, in the chat for as a regular uh, this season and more so. So thank you very much for that. Again, uh, if you look up top, you know, we're doing this for Hockey Fights Cancer. This is our last night for doing that. All Venmo donations will go to Help Fight Hockey Fights Cancer. Uh, So Venmo us at Teal Town USA. We will be doing some drawings on Wednesday's show uh, giving away some prizes and such. Uh, and then the, all the money that we're taking, we're going to be sending it over to HockeyFightsDancer.com uh, slash Vegas. They'll be used as raffles into their raffle drawing for uh, a trip to the All-Star Game in Vegas. Uh, so if one of our raffles win, we will do another random drawing, and one of one of you that donated, fingers crossed, gets to go to Vegas. Uh because of your generosity so but uh your donation at the very least is very appreciated uh in this one. so thank you very much dana and to all the donors it's it's a big nice thing for you to do
1: yeah support it's a great cause um it's a cancer has pretty much affected everyone that um are small or huge um definitely support it
0: whether you're as tall as i am or alexander barabana or as Tall as Al and Eric Landy. Um, yeah, it's absolutely. It, it it goes to a big, big thing. Um, third period. So I think the the LeBanc goal, Al, really got things going for this team because all of a sudden they started moving their feet a little bit more. They started getting that momentum. The, I think there was just like that big way down a little bit. And they start moving their feet. And I think it caught Carolina by surprise. I mean I think it was a huge relief
1: cuz if they would have lost tonight's game it would have been 5 out of the last 6 they would have lost yeah. and not get a point um and like this would have been pretty crushing because um, most in my opinion it should have been like 3 nothing by the end of the second period so um just by getting a 1-1 by the end of the third period You still have a chance and you know the Sharks are kind of wanting to get back in the Pacific because you have Vegas getting back up to speed you have you know of all teams Anaheim you know still holding on and if everything holds out true teams that you know are in playoff position by Thanksgiving tend to usually stay in the playoffs. And right now, currently the Sharks are not in the playoff hunt. Um lot can change that, but you know, right now as I see it, you know, we just went through a pretty tough stretch where most of the teams we've played against, you know, Calgary, Winnipeg, Colorado, Minnesota, St. Louis, Washington, and Carolina, those are all going to be playoff teams. And we pretty much got handed to them. Um, so um. Yeah, you know, I'm not saying it's like doomsday right now, but you have to get your points when you get them.
0: Totally. Uh, you have to capitalize on getting those those points in whatever way possible, and you need to. I think more than anything, and we could we could talk about the the questionable officiating, and then it, it went both ways. I mean, granted, yeah. more so than than the sharks and. And I'll get to that one in the last minute. But you saw what the Sharks did tonight. Once they got that goal, that tying goal, that gives them the momentum. They start moving their feet. They start getting creative, not get fancy, but get creative where they get even more chances. I think Tomáš Shirl had a nice little toe drag around a Kane defenseman and almost got it through for the game winner in regulation. But you definitely saw a little more zip in their step. And it led to a penalty where Ballsters gets tripped up with a half a minute to go. Now, Al, that being said, yeah. of all times for it to, to get a penalty, mm-hmm. you're calling one with a half a minute left in regulation? Uh, ugh, I, I don't get it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
1: we all know that ref, you know refs across the board, NFL, NBA, NHL... Tend to keep their whistles in their pocket last two minutes. Um, but to call that the last two minutes right. of, a, of a tie game. Um, that's pretty questionable. And um, it proved to be a pretty costly two points for Carolina. But um, man, I got to be wondering, like, is that a makeup call for the Carlson? No call because um, I'll take it. But like. This would have been, what, the third straight no power play for the Sharks, but...
0: Um, <laughs> I think... Well, I, think uh, I thought it was, like, the third... It would have been the third game in, like, the last six. Yeah. Let alone the, the 18 they've played this season, <laughs> which is crazy to think, but what do you think that is This from? Just not having the puck and them chasing it, or...?
1: Um, I think just most of it, like, I've always kind of said that you have to earn the opportunity to get the power play, and this tough stretch is like or stretch has kind of proven that like yeah you kind of like you can complain about the power play you can complain about not getting calls but there's been times during the stretch where like the effort has just not been there um like the goaltending has been consistent yeah there's been the four one blowout losses the four nothing loss versus washington which i think is probably its worst effort um but come on like you're not gonna like, if I don't see you skating end to end, I'm not going to give you a power play. Right. That's just that's just my way of looking at You're it.
0: You're not going to get that gift. I mean, if, if um, let, let's be honest, sorry to interrupt. If Connor McDavid's it, not getting calls, why, why should the Sharks?
1: <laughs> I mean, to your point, yes. But also, um, I think even Connor McDavid has did complain about it during the offseason. And he's now like the most called player to get penalties this this season. So I think they kind of heard him complain about it and gave him some calls. So, um, yeah, I, I don't really read too much into that as long as it goes both ways. Um, so,
0: yeah. Yeah. No, I get you. It's it's one of those weird situations where things were called left and right. You cites that Carlson interference call, the other way Gregor tricks up... Uh, you know, a hurricanes player that doesn't get called. It's like, well, at least they're kind of being consistent. I don't know, but you know, either way. uh, I think just my, my point is I want to
1: see the team engage for 60 minutes. Cause there's been times where, um, even with the huge hit in the first period, you didn't see the sharks going after or protecting their teammate or even like yesterday or even against the Washington game. No one protected Hill. Like, i don't see that right now with the sharks which is kind of alarming um so that's more of the thing i focus on is like yeah i get with the the hill hit for against washington that no one went after because they were trying to get a scoring chance but like there was still no retaliation afterwards so i kind of saw that again tonight which um I don't know if that's something Bob Ruder has kind of tried to shy away of or just coach that out of. But um, if you're not consistently giving effort for 60 minutes, I don't think you should get, you know, the 50-50 calls.
0: Yeah. No, it makes a great point. I think Rocket was mentioning that on Twitter, too. You know, you you create your your opportunities uh, with that so a lot of things to get into here uh john s thank you for your donation uh Catherine, thank you as well laurel one of our longtime fans and one of our mods on here on the youtube channel thank you very much for that you as the, well. you are the best yeah puck mom uh sit, little literally wrote me a note but as as you were talking here uh hey i don't have venmo but i'm going to be donating 50 dollars puck mom so Thanks, mom. On that one as well. I-, I gotta teach her how to do Venmo. I'm sorry. Love <laughs> you, mom. Um, <laughs> but uh, on on the Sharks, um, on the uh, on the into overtime, the Sharks get some chances. They looked really solid on that on that power play, uh, but it was right after the power play that Alexander Barabanov. Uh, Taps it in for the game-winning goal from Hurdle and Ferraro, a minute forty-two into overtime, uh, for the victory. There, uh, did you did you see the the low camera angle pass where it literally went underneath the armpit of the Kane's defender? That was crazy. Yeah. But what a shot too by the cameraman there. Uh, I mean, great angle, but um, you gotta have some. <laughs>
1: I mean, you have to have some luck go your way. Um, like, again, can, I thought the Canes controlled all three periods for the most part besides the point where LeBanc scored. The, the period of the Sharks really controlled the pace was the overtime. And thankfully, once you score in the overtime and you kind of win. So that's kind of the great, great thing about it. Yeah. Um, I don't know the shots in overtime, but I thought the Sharks pretty much controlled the pace of it and earned it but that's again most of that's because the Sharks were on a power play for about a minute or so
0: yeah uh, and they they had basically a minute and a half of power play time in that time frame uh, three one the shots in overtime for San Jose overall on the night the Sharks outshot Carolina 27 to 23 uh, James Reimer with 22 saves with a 957 save percentage for the victory um, again you know Reimer is continuing to be the guy to go to, so we'll see what happens if he gets the start on Wednesday uh, against uh, Ottawa. I or I can't see that. Or or do you put him up against his old team in Toronto <laughs> on Friday? I mean,
1: I mean, um, tonight's game makes it three out of the last four for Reimer. Um, it's. It has to like for all intents and purposes reimer is the number one um he's been the most consistent um i do like hill a lot i think of course the shirk's goaltender situation is a lot better than it was last year or even the year before um that's nothing to nar- to uh, complain about hill about but um i think hill's confidence like the first 10 minutes of the, again, of that Washington game mm-hmm. kind of showed. Um, I think this would be a good opportunity to at least give him, give him that game. And Ottawa's was no slouch. Like they're pretty good, but they're pretty young. They have a lot of talent. Um, but I think if you sp- play him against Toronto, uh, I think that's just asking way too much. Um, I think that's four out of the last five for Reimer. Uh, probably not the right situation uh so it's definitely going to be hill against ottawa and if i think hill started the last team last time against toronto so um i would be interested to see what reimer is against toronto uh,
0: yes he played uh yeah hill turned and played against toronto there yeah, yeah I, I was like wait. No, he played when he played Saturday night. Uh, he confused me there for a second, but so uh, I I get you there. Uh, I <laughs> all right, Matthew. We'll, we'll 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 touch on it. Every goal scored by someone not named Kane slightly reduces the odds we bring back Kane. So let's keep shooting, y'all. Um, mm. I mean, uh. I I I will. I'll, I'll say this. I agree with you. Let's keep shooting more pucks. Um as we're bringing back Kane, you know, hurdle was a little, a little resistant. All right. So look, you want to back it up a little bit. We could back it up a little bit. Go ahead.
1: But, all right. Um, so I think on Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, um, Kurz publishes a tweet or a press conference. He attended some press conference where hurdle says that he doesn't believe Kane should be back. Um, And also,
0: or you skirt around the issue
1: about it. Yeah. And also, there were also reports about Kane skating at SAP Center, not at Shark's Ice. So, the
0: other way around, they they were skating at he was skating at Shark's Ice while the guys were uh, at the morning skate at SAP Center.
1: Yeah. So, again. Kane is supposed to come back on the
0: 27th? No, he's available on November 30th against New Jersey. The last game of his suspension is this Sunday, the 28th against Chicago. Yeah. That's the last game he's ha- he has to sit out. Yeah.
1: So, I don't know, man. Like, I think they when they decided on bringing back Kane is when they decided to send back William Eklund. And... Um, I'm glad Eklund's doing fine on the Swedish team right now, but Jurgarden, um,
0: yes, <laughs> yeah, like, he's an assist he, machine with Marcus Sorensen right now.
1: <laughs> um, I'm glad he's doing fine. I'm glad he's getting the experience, um, but this was always going to be a t- tricky situation because, um, <sighs> like. If you want to bring him back for the playoff run, like this is again way too soon, and right now he's kind of a locker room cancer. So I don't know even know what you do. <laughs> um, like personally, I think the Sharks should just stay away. Um, you have a solid thing going right now. You're nine and you're what um,
0: nine and seven, nine and nine and eight. You're um, nine eight and one. You're back. You're, you're back as NHL over 500, but you're at 500 on the year. So,
1: honestly, like, it's not worth it, and I'm not in the favor that, that this is, like, a middle finger to the fan base, but, like, it's pretty close to it, um, just because of how much has gone, gone on in terms of all the controversies that have gone on in terms of all the betting allegations the things that have happened in his personal life but um he did get suspended for 21 games um or 22 games because he lied about getting a covid vaccine like everything that this guy stands for is kind of not what the sharks I thought were stood for so um i'm not too sure like like you I, when the Sharks signed him, I was hoping that the locker room would hopefully, hopefully build out, you know, build out or at least, at least eliminate the things that, uh, what people talked about him in Buffalo about.
0: And it seemed like he was early on, uh, with, with it. You know, I, I thought he was being a good. How, how many times we mentioned how Joe Thornton picked him up at the airport and everything, uh, ran into him at at a Giants game on on Sharks Bay Area night night. You know, met him up, nice guy. When you yeah. know when I went with him, but of course there's that different persona here and there. So I I mean, the other day, Kurz, uh Kevin Kurz from the Athletic, you know, put up a tweets a poll you know would you welcome evander came back to the sharks after suspension ends on november 30th over 76 percent said no no yeah you know and and the thing is is that uh you know matthew you you kind of bring up the point i was about to bring up is that they can't afford to alienate the fan base that much with also driving hurdle away you know i don't think that's gonna happen um well i think there's i
1: think there's too much at stake with that um because i think they've learned um how bad it turned out leaving you know letting pavelski walk um and bear in mind i think the offer price that pavelski was asking for was a little bit too much but the negative effects of that were probably way too much than the sharks were probably asking for so, um, you can't let Hurdle walk um, because he's potentially your future cap- captain. If something happens to Kachur, right? Um, so, um, or even like your face at the franchise if something happens. So, I just I just can't see it. Um,
0: yeah. uh, first off, grandzier twelve. Hey, fans! Longtime Sharks fan I'm trying to get back in the fan spirit again. First group I decided to check out Grand. I hope I'm saying it, Grandzier. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button down below. It really helps us out. I uh, really appreciate that. Uh, give him a welcome, Laurel. I know you already have. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's all that there. Uh, looking at what Kurz said that uh, Hurdle had mentioned to him in there, and this is a uh, quote I didn't talk to him, and I don't know anybody that saw him or talked to him. Honestly, I don't really know what's what is the next step or whatever because I'm like you guys, I don't know what will happen with that. If he comes, he'll be part of the team, but I like but like I don't even really think about it because I'm just focusing on game to game. I don't know what will happen there. And kinda of the same thing that Booger said, you know, last week. You know, they don't know the situation. We don't know what what is gonna go on here. Um And
1: even if, like, the Sharks are trying to audition him to other teams, like, the contract is still pretty outrageous where the Sharks would have to eat some of it. And I don't think any team's going to take that contract plus his potential locker room cancer. Um, So I just don't see them even
0: trying to do that. Um, In in the and the other way around with it with Hurdle is yeah you're going to get some good value out of him uh, if you were to move him and heck and I think we were talking about it last night in Discord after Pecknolages that if if the team that wants him wants to retain salary you're going to get even more back in the in that uh in that so um, and like Dan is saying you know Hurdle is a different situation because he's absolutely in his prime. Yeah.
1: um, Yeah, there's – Hurdle and Kane are way different situations. Hurdle, there's not really much of a – you know, he's a good forward. He's a good line chemistry you can do a lot of things with. But um, I think there's always going to be a GM that bites on Kane because they just see the talent and they see how consistent he was last year. But bear in mind, last year the Sharks were not consistent and also um, they were – the sharks were among the bottom of the teams last year.
0: They were bad, and they were feeling bad. To quote hockey jerk, <laughs> you know, uh, Grant here, I hit, I subbed, I hit the like. Is this channel active and dropping breaking news and so on, or just post game info? You are new here. Uh, we will go live after every single sharks game. Uh, we'll recap the the week that was in sharks hockey every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Pacific on the Technologist Here with AJ and Jerk. Uh, and whenever news breaks, uh, we will try to get on as quickly as we can to talk about it. Whether it's a trade, whether it's news of a free agent signing, or the draft, uh, you name it. If news breaks, we will jump on. So make sure you hit that notification bell. Uh, that will notify you when we go on the air every time. So we appreciate each and every one of you uh, joining us in, you know, if you haven't told your friends yet, tell your friends we we do this uh, all the time, and we appreciate your support. So, uh, yes, I think there's a
1: question on comparing this to paths and hurdle, um, and I'm like, this is not much of a difference to that because when Doug Wilson signed Kane, it pretty much made the decision on paths. So, whatever happens with the hurdles, is its own beast
0: yeah and i mean there there was a reason to that and let's be honest there was some a little bit younger kane had a little more you know in is in his skating stride as well um you know granted you know like ian's saying right now pavelski's still great but the league is littered with guys that that hit his age and dove off a cliff it was a tough choice so uh you know yeah. it, it it's definitely one of those ones where it's you take the old adage bill Walsh used to do when he was head coach of the 49ers you always um move on from a guy a year before as opposed to a year too late it also didn't look good
1: for just the entire organization in particular Doug Wilson when the Dallas Stars when that made that run to the Stanley Cup final oh
0: boy yep and heard about it
1: for yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. did we? So, uh, since there were Venmo donations, we will do a wraparound for you here. We'll go through these really quickly. Uh, Blue Jackets win seven to four over the Buffalo Sabers. Uh, the Golden Knights lose to the St. Louis Blues five to two in that one. There uh, in Nashville, the the Predators beat the Ducks three to two. So the Ducks lose in regulation in that one. Uh, in their first game back since COVID protocol issues hit their team, the Avalanche or the Ottawa Senators uh, were back on the ice, uh, but they lost seven to five to the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, a pair of goals from Kale McCarr in that one. Uh, Zach Sanford with a pair of goals for the Senators in the loss. Josh Norris, former Sharks prospect, uh, gets his seventh in the losing cause. The Penguins win. 3-1 to one over the Winnipeg Jets. So another good news for the Sharks in their playoff push. And, of course, the Sharks win in overtime 2-1 to one, uh, to the Carolina Hurricanes. So at the moment, the Sharks sit at 9-8-1 on the campaign. They are at 19 points, sit currently 2 points out of the second wildcard spot, which is currently held by Nashville as we get closer to the um, quarter pole of the uh campaign already which you know this is the time where where people where teams get uh get the idea of like okay where are we at american thanksgiving is kind of like that that one day uh that, you know that uh yeah. that that you kind of see okay where are we at with our club here um nine eight one it- i i mean that's I know AJ's, you know, boasted about having the victory on technologists about how he's predicted the season and so far he's been spot on. But this is about where we thought they would be maybe hovering around 500 with a shot at the playoffs. I mean, I think they're always going to be competitive,
1: but um, they're always going to be in reach until roughly what um, what when they start playing their division, which is roughly around March and April.
0: They'll yeah they'll will have their second divisional game in December.
1: Yeah, so, so uh,
0: yeah. the scheduling gods kind of worked out
1: in favor of the Sharks, but that's mostly because they'll always be in reach because they can make make up ground in the later months. Um, some of that might be intentional because the Sharks are what the Sharks are, but um, <laughs> you know, winning the first four, um, you know, two out of three with. You know, having the COVID stretch is not bad. Um, I think they've done pretty well with the circumstances, but um, I think this is still the team that is very much. I think they're worse than last year in terms of like the talent wise, but I think they're coached a lot better because of uh, of everything that's gone on.
0: Yeah, and uh, now we're getting some comments from the locker room. Eric Carlson, uh, they're the better team if you look at the standings, but it shows we can play against any team. This is the effort that we have to bring, even if it doesn't always go our way. Um, yeah, and that's that's the best effort that they need to have. That third period, they turned it on. Uh, and they need to have that for a full 60. Let's be honest here. A full 60-minute effort is much welcomed uh, in the night. I think... Th- that's a good
1: statement, but like most of the teams that made the playoffs this year, like the Sharks have really struggled. Like against Boston, against St. Louis, against teams that are big up front, the Sharks have really struggled against. Um, Grant and maybe, yeah, and maybe and maybe that's something that like if the Sharks really decide the you know to bring back Kane and deal with the, the all the bad press surrounding him, maybe that's something you
0: can you can do, but like.
1: I don't know. Like that's my worry with the Sharks.
0: I mean, they played well against Toronto with who they'll see on Friday. They played well against Calgary as well. So again, they'll remain to be seen as as how they play. They they are an up and down team while they while they played well against Calgary and Toronto. Yeah, they've had a rough time against Washington and St. Louis as you said, you know, so uh I will say that the current upcoming stretch
1: for the next five to six games are pretty open for the Sharks to make some ground up. You have Ottawa, Chicago, New Jersey. You have the New York Islanders and the Rangers in Columbus. Like those are some winnable games coming up.
0: Um, after that, it kind of gets kind of rough. But um, and, and that's when you finally get into your division. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bob Bugner, you know, talking about the NHL debut of Scott Reedy. He made his debut tonight, uh, with the Sharks, uh, getting that, that rookie lap and pregame warmups, uh, thought Reedy did well. He didn't do anything to hurt himself. It's a tough task playing against the Canes. Even got some key third period timing, even after the, the Sharks had tied it up, uh, early in the third. So,
1: I mean, this is what now the seventh shark to start their first game this season. Yep. Um, we, some of that because of obviously the COVID protocol, COVID stretch. Um, but, um, I don't think we ever really saw them playing this many rookies, um, this year. So, um, balsers, even like Dolan, I think this has been a pretty good start for the sharks, rookies, but like, um, I think it says a lot about how much they've been—they've relied on a bunch of them so far.
0: Yeah, and it's—and uh, they've shown, they've shown, uh, especially in that in that Sharkacuda stretch, they've shown that they can uh, stick with these guys. There, yes, there were some rough spots, uh, i.e., the Winnipeg game, but they might have known already by then that they were—they're were headed back down to the AHL. But they've shown that they've played fairly well with these guys up in the big leagues Uh i mean like even with like young guys like they're
1: either going to be really good a couple of nights but then they're also going to be inconsistent nights so i think this is just um the angel process of making them better and why i kind of thought why william Eckman was going to stay on the team but that's kind of a new point
0: so Sharks win this 1-2-1 one, one over the Hurricanes. They play Wednesday against Ottawa, or as some people say, Ottawa. Uh, that's a 7.30 start pre-Thanksgiving uh, Eve, we should say, on that one. So uh, while we wrap this up, AJ, if you can give me a... Um, and it sounds like I'm going to be a telephone person here. Uh, can we get a running total of of the donations that we've gotten tonight... Uh, on there. But while we do that, in case you missed anything or you want to watch this again, check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube. Thank you very much. Uh, we appreciate all the subscribers. Uh, uh, please tell all your friends about that. Of course, you can also check us out on SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. And of course, always available at tealtownusa.com. We also mentioned if you are not watching us live, by all means, leave a comment down below. It really helps us out getting into the algorithm uh, on your thoughts about tonight's game and uh, how everything is uh, turning up with the Sharks as they now go to 9 8 and 1 on the campaign here. Uh, oh, and I didn't know this one until it was mentioned Carlson on the importance of making Team Sweden the head coach of. Team Sweden is former Shark, uh, well-known, uh, member of the offline, Johan Garpenloff being in attendance tonight, uh, for Carlson. It's something that as a kid growing up, uh, that's why we, we played at least in Sweden, uh, for every, every, Swede, I think it's the ultimate honor to represent the country. So, uh, we'll see, uh, Johan Garpenloff making the trip to San Jose, which is nice to see. So, uh, very so cool. So he,
1: then. so he was part of the ten thousand that attended. Uh,
0: yes, uh, ten thousand nine hundred seventy <laughs> was the attendance announced tonight. Uh, that's in that's in the Cow Palace range. Uh, so uh, they're still we'll in just, the five figures. Yeah, you know. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, by all means, and like I saw on Twitter today, it's like you know, if there is a rough part about your team not being the best, it's because it's that. Uh, <laughs> it's that tickets are cheaper, so you should be able to to go out and take a look. Yes, there are a lot of protocols you have to do f- to get into the building, uh, but uh, hey, take advantage if you're able to. I mean, across the board, NHL attendance
1: is down. Yeah, we're talking about Toronto, we're talking about Winnipeg, we're talking about top tier Canadian teams. Like attendance is down, so um, it's if that holds true. For next season, I think the NHL is going to have A major
0: problem um, But hey, It's taking some cheap for once, right? Yeah, right um, But we want to say thank you to everybody Who has donated to our Venmo Account, a total of $114.80 uh, We'll be going to Hockey Fights Cancer Our former co-host, Chris JWS Is going to be matching that We'll throw in the 50 from Puck Mom So we're going to Get about, uh, oh, close to $275 roughly uh, to uh, Hockey Fights Cancer. Uh, So that's a great job all around, uh, each and every one of you. We thank you, everyone. Any of you weren't able to donate, we all know, uh, yes, uh, Puck Cancer. Uh, I won't say the F one that Felix said. I'm surprised by you, Felix. I can't believe you would actually say that in the Super Chat. Unbelievable. But uh, thank you very much. Uh, to each and every one of you. Uh, so. And Matthew Phipps saying, you know, Johan is stepping down after the Olympics, so potentially a coaching target. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I mean, it, I the last Olympics in Pyeongchang, you know, saw uh, Marco Sturm, uh, you know, go from running the German hockey club to being a member of the uh, L.A. Kings coaching staff. So... That is uh, pretty nice to see as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm glad Marcus Sturm is doing right outside of, you know, outside his playing career. A lot of players struggle outside of one side they they retire, but um, yeah, I'm glad he's doing fine.
0: Yeah, Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how Johan Garpenloff does, and we'll see if that leads to something, you know, in the NHL. We'll see. Uh, It'll be cool to see uh, a former Shark getting in there. So, uh, and AJ's going to round it off to $300. So $300 overall, will be going to hockey fights, cancer round of applause for every one of you. They're really appreciated. Uh, you know, here we go. All right. There you go. Oh, see, I, got, I, got, I got sounders too. Woohoo! I could use them now. Um, but really appreciate each and every one of you doing this. So, with that, we'll get out of here. The conversation now will shift over to our Discord channel. It's in the chat right there. Uh, if you didn't see this live, leave a comment on what, what you thought of tonight's game. We really appreciate it immensely. So until Wednesday night after the Sharks and Senators, keep it real, keep it teal, keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone. We will see you Wednesday night.